So for today's podcast, Dr. David Smith, welcome. Thanks for taking time out of your busy schedule to do this. So let's just start talking about where we've been the last 24 hours. You've been in this business for a more than a few years, and I don't think you've ever seen anything like it. So with that perspective, you want to just kind of take us through where we've been the last 24 hours? Uh, yes, it's been a very unusual period of time mm-hmm. in my life, but I think in the lives of everybody. Absolutely. Uh, 38 years in education, and I've never seen anything like this before. Right. You know, we have been planning for multiple weeks uh, and having conversations very regularly throughout that time. But Monday, they clearly ramped up, and really, this has just consumed us this week. Yeah, there's no doubt about that. And, you know, I, I think, too, just I was asked recently about feedback we've heard. I, I think not only the steps we've taken, the press conference you were part of yesterday with local government and health officials, just seeing at organizations, the NBA, the NCAA, all these uh, events being canceled. I think people realize this is important and this was a necessary step. Uh, completely agree. You know, prior to that, and I would say Tuesday or Wednesday, things started to shift. They shift shifted in a way that I think the public then no longer thought, well, this isn't going to happen to us. This happened someplace else. I think the NBA, you know, canceling. Uh, I mean, that NCAA, gets people's attention. I you mean, know, it really does. Major and money involved there. Maybe it's unfortunate that it took that for mm-hmm. people to realize that this was a serious thing. I think the message that I'd like to continue to communicate is that while this is serious, there's not reason to panic. There is a reason to be prepared. There is a reason to be aware of your surroundings and to know what actions you should take now. I think that's a a different thing. So I don't want people to shift from, well, this isn't going to happen from us to, oh my God, you know, Armageddon. That's not it. It's just be logical, thoughtful, and balanced in your approach. And and the conversations we have been a part of with with health experts, we have truly heard time and again, being proactive rather than being reactive and waiting till you have a confirmed case is the best approach based on what we know. Absolutely. First of all, there's no vaccine and there's no immunity built up to this. So then you really have two main areas to focus on. One is prevention. Mm -hmm. And then as prevention continues to take hold, and that should be uppermost in our minds. Then the other aspect of this is social distancing. Mm -hmm. So prevention, and then how do you stop the transmission? So we canceled schools clearly because that was the recommendation of health experts in Vanderbilt County. Definitely. But but when I think sometimes people don't understand why you would cancel school because uh, only about 2.1% of those that became uh, symptomatic in China were kids Mm -hmm. at the age of 18. So it's not that kids have tremendous adverse health impacts from this. It's that they are tremendously efficient transmitters of the disease. Right. And then it spreads. Absolutely. So if that is one of the two primary areas of trying to get a handle on this virus, then you just really need to separate people. So it is so important that people, specifically teenagers, don't view this as an opportunity to go to the mall or to right. hang out with their friends. Or ever pack is, a movie theater right. or that, that type of thing. That is not what this is about at right. all. It right. is to stop the transmission of the disease so that our community members can stay safer. Well, and I think, for example, we were at a meeting of local uh, government and 
medical professionals the other day, early this week, and I think it became abundantly clear to others as you were speaking that we're not just looking, of course, we're worried about our own students and our kids, but we're also looking about all of our staff. We have 3,400, and then all the families, and then the greater community, because one person can end up spreading, and then and when we have almost 23,000 students plus another 3,400 right. staff, things could change quickly if we don't try to contain things. Yes, uh, this is not a decision that anybody enters into lightly. No. You send 26,000 individuals home, right. uh, then you understand that it's going to have tremendous cascading effects. Especially but, in a community our size. Right. And I certainly feel for individuals that didn't realize that last Friday was their last basketball game and they I didn't know. know it. Or that they've been planning for four months for the spring music right. and they had one performance I know. if they had right. that. Right. Uh, that that rips your heart. Well, as out. an educator, you, you know how hard people have Absolutely. worked for those events. And and I feel for those individuals. But I also know that I want kids to be able to hug their grandparents. Right in several months right. and know that we did everything we could sure. to keep vulnerable populations safe and healthy. Right. So let's let's just go forward quickly to make sure because our our commitment this entire time is to make sure people know where we're at and what's happening. So right. um and you tell me if anything's off here. So we are closing our facilities today, which is 5 o'clock Friday, if you're listening to Friday this today. Friday the 13th at 5. Today, Friday the 13th, 5 p.m. It is a school facility closure. Next week, then, is virtual learning. Correct. So we're going to have our kids, as they've done in the past when we've had a virtual day for winter weather, right? That's really what we're basing next week on. Absolutely. So a little different because that tends to be shorter over history. This is unique times, uncharted territory. Right. We're going to do it for a full week. Then we have spring break. Yes. I, I want to back up a yeah, little bit of the learning. You know, I understand that that's not a perfect world, but we're not right. living in times that are um, usual. Right. It's not just they're, black and white out of manual. Right. Our whole goal for next week is to make certain that kids stay actively engaged in some kind of learning atmosphere to the best of our ability. So parents and everybody understand that it is going to look a little different, but the whole purpose is to keep kids actively engaged in cognition. And it's going to look a little differently whether you have a kindergartner or whether you have a junior high school. Absolutely. So we have spring break then scheduled for the week after next, which of course that's always been scheduled. As of this moment, we've announced we're reopening on the 30th, but of course we're going to continue to monitor and talk to officials and make a a decision that's appropriate at the right time, correct? Absolutely. Um, But I want to let folks know now, just as we said, please be prepared earlier this week in the event that we may close, please understand that there is a distinct possibility and perhaps a probability that we will not open up on the 30th. But we're going to remain in contact with healthcare professionals, monitor the situation locally throughout the state and throughout the nation to see what is the best course of action for our students and our staff. And whatever that time is, we're going to make sure that everyone understands that. I mean, we will put that out at the right time. So one point you might want to address, I know people have asked this question. The governor did waive 20 days off the 180-day requirement for instruction in Indiana. We're using virtual learning next week. Some people have said, why didn't you just go into the waive status? Right. You want to touch on that for parents? Sure. Uh, there still remains a great deal of uncertainty about about the virus. So we wanted to conserve the days as, as much as we possibly could. So the five days this coming week through virtual learning will not count against the waivers. So right. um, if we have to 
prolong the close or closure or extend that closure uh, from March 30th on, then that would be when some of those 20 wave right. days could potentially be utilized. Right, right. And I think, finally, I know it might be helpful for you to reassure people, too. You have felt so confident as a resident of this community for the conversations you've had with other leaders this week. You know, um, been a resident in Sisson, Vanderbilt County my entire life. And to me, uh, if I would have just been a spectator during uh, the events that unfolded yesterday, there would have been immense pride. And, th- and there was because our elected officials had one focus on their mind and on what is it that we need to do to make certain that everybody in Vanderbilt County can be as safe as possible, understanding that this is going to inconvenience a lot of folks. Absolutely. But at the end of the day, safety was uppermost and and making certain people stay safe. We can't build a fence around Vanderbilt County. We know that it in all likelihood is going to be here if it isn't already. But what we can do is be proactive rather than reactive. And that's what the officials of Vanderbilt County committed to yesterday, being proactive for the benefit of our residents. Sure, sure. No, that's well said. I don't know that we said this. Let's make sure we say this. We're going to be following protocols for deep cleaning on all of our school facilities during this facility closure and school buses. So we've got hardworking crews that are going to be dedicated to that work. So, And when we say facilities are closing, we're not going to let people in for that very reason. We want these facilities to get clean, and then we don't want them getting reinfected if that is a possibility. We're, we're still processing a few things, perhaps for essential personnel, for our community in terms of uh, medical and, and emergency sure. services. Oh, sure, sure. But uh, those would be the only exceptions. Okay. Last thing I would say is make sure if you need information on this, we're putting everything on our EVSC website, which is evscschools.com. As always, we're very active on social media, so follow us on Facebook and Twitter for the latest information, and we'll be communicating with emails, phone calls, and texts should we have uh, urgent information to get out. Anything else we didn't say that you'd like to get out? You know, just one final thing. To our teachers, to our staff, uh, thank you. What else do you need to say? I mean, you're exactly right. I just want the public to know our our staff loves our kids. Well, sure. We're taking care of our kids and we're taking care of our staffs so we can take care of our community. Sure. And we're all in this together and we appreciate Absolutely. the diligence and the patience of all our parents and families because this is a, this is a challenging time. It's it's you something it we is. haven't seen before. That's right. Okay. We'll get through it. We better let you go. You've got more work to do today before the end of the day, Thanks Dr. David Smith. Thank you for stopping by. Thank you so much.